0: Our boss in lockdown tonight is Julie Evans. She's the CEO of local hairdressing company Rodney, Rodney Wayne. Now, there are more than 30 salons in the Rodney Wayne stable, as well as 15 shampoo and things hair care stores. And Julie's with me now. Hi, Julie. Hi, Heather. Julie, you must be thrilled at the news that you guys can open in Level 2.
1: We're absolutely thrilled, Heather, but we're waiting with bated breath to see when it will be. Uh, I was just so gonna, one day will be the day.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ask you that question. Do you reckon it'll be sort of like Level 2 the first part or Level 2 the second part?
1: Well, she didn't mention level 2.5 today, even though it was sort of intimated it'd be in stages. So we're fingers crossed, it'll be straight away um, so we can get in and start to make people look and feel fabulous again, Heather.
0: Julie, I reckon it's, there's compelling evidence for the fact that you should be able to open at the very early stage. A, what we look like, and B, because you've got all the PPE gear, right? That'll be keeping everybody safe.
1: that's right Um, and what we look like it's not only about how we look it's how we feel as well and you know when your hair feels good you feel good um you know one of our um sound bites so to speak is we listen we care um and we've got i think everybody has the right to look and feel fabulous most of our work is done standing behind the client so we're not face-to-face like some other industries Mm. but we will be ready with any ppe gear i was listening to ashley today and there was no real commitment yet as to the masks and the um, quality of masks that will be needed. So that's something we're waiting to find out a bit more. But we have got orders on standby for medical level masks and also cloth ones too.
0: Oh, I suppose, yeah, you'll have to look at that kind of thing. Do you think you'll need to do some social distancing as well? I mean, it's very hard for, I imagine, the, the, the hairdresser to socially distance from the client. But maybe clients be separated?
1: Yes, um, every one of our chairs, there's probably a metre between the styling chairs. So we'll make sure that that is accurate because I think with level two, it will be a meter's distance. Um, The waiting areas in the salon, um, because we do have a waiting table and chairs, so we'll minimise that, maybe encourage the clients to wait in the cars and we'll message them when the stylists Mm -hmm. are ready. um, And even distance them with the stylists and the team in the
0: team rooms and things. Do you think that this will mean that some salons will have to have fewer people in them?
1: Yes, potentially um, it may well be longer opening hours to accommodate the um, rosters because obviously we don't want people to come back to work on less hours than what they left on. You know, everybody wants to come back and start to earn, you know, full capacity again. So it may be extending hours. And some of our stores are within malls, so we'll have to wait and see what the um, restrictions are with malls as well. I mean, it was mentioned today the malls will be like uh, restaurants will be you know, less than 100 people and how they're going to access them. We'll wait to hear that from the big centres that we're based
0: in. Right, yeah. What do you reckon is going to happen on the day that, the very first day that hairdressers are allowed to operate? Is it just going to be mad? Well, we're going to
1: try and control that as much as we can um, with safety first and foremost, Heather, and following the guidelines. Um, we've already got a wait list of clients who couldn't get in pre lockdown, who had appointments during lockdown. So obviously we're going to have to get back in touch with them and get them booked back in first because they did have appointments pre, so their, their needs will be greater than most.
0: Yeah, and um, how long, but that mad rush at the start, right, of everybody clamouring to get an appointment, how long do you reckon that's going to last for?
1: Who knows? I mean, it's been nearly, it'll be nearly two months that we've been closed because it went, we went from sort of the Monday, Tuesday before lockdown. So it could take I don't know, depending if we have extended hours, it could take four to six weeks to get everybody in. But we've been doing training with the team and we've got, um, which I've got lots to tell you about if you've got the time. But we have been talking about techniques and services that we can do because people won't want to spend a lot of time in the salon initially either. So Mm -hmm. trying to do great express services so that people aren't hanging around the salon any longer than they want to. Um, and looking at you know whether there's fix-up jobs after people have been looking after their hair at home or just touch-ups really.
0: I imagine there'll be a fair bit of that, eh? Have you had to think of? Um, I mean, obviously for, for for your franchisees, it must have been really blinking difficult the last few weeks. Have you had to think of clever ways to keep some cash coming in, or did you just pull the pin and think, no, we'll just wait?
1: Well, what we did, Heather, it was, as soon as it was announced what was happening, we had three points. One was people. The second is the brand and the integrity and reputation of our brand. And then the Rodney Wayne franchise system. And everything we've done has been based around that. We've got um, an amazing team of people, Heather, and I'm not just giving platitudes here. It's a supportive group, the Rodney Wayne group. And during this time, it's been incredible. And I'm humbled how they've come together. We have Zoom meetings at least twice a week with the franchisees. The teams are doing training. Um, We've engaged with them on Zoom. We have fun with them on something called Kahoot!, where we do training and then we quiz them with cahoots. And that gives us the opportunity to get visibility of all of our teams and make sure that they're well and they're safe and they're keeping to some sort of sh- schedule and routine during, um, during the lockdown.
0: Julie, what has been the hardest things that, I mean, you guys have obviously had to really wrap around these franchisees and help them out. What have been, what have been the things that they have really struggled with? Um, fixed costs, Heather,
1: we're grateful for the wage subsidy. Yeah. And I work with a group called the Franchise Association of New Zealand, And um, where all industries get together, franchisors. And they've been incredibly supportive. Different industries share insights and, and, and knowledge and ideas. And they, we got together on the Saturday um, prior to the announcement of lockdown when the subsidy was sort of first announced. And I encouraged the franchisees to apply for the wage subsidy subsidies immediately and it was paid out really fast so yeah. we're probably halfway through using that subsidy and the other thing obviously is the rents you know um the landlords are looking for rents and we're looking to not have to pay them because we can't access the businesses to trade but we have relationships with the with the landlords as we do with lots of people and we have to make sure that we keep looking after them relationships and work and negotiate together for something that
0: have the landlords you know, been, have the landlords been okay
1: um, in general, they been it was quiet in the beginning, and as things have ramped up, and there's been um, lots of communication about it, they have, you know, they have been better. We still haven't got there as of yet as to what it will look like, because as you know, in all of April, there's been no trade whatsoever, and you asked a question earlier if they've been. Um, trying to come up with creative ideas we haven't we even suspended the shop online because we felt that it wasn't essential items so we didn't want to take up couriers and things so it's literally been no revenue for the whole of lockdown and level three except we did open the shops online at level
0: three but not lockdown yeah okay julie i've been dying to ask you this the entire time how's your hair holding up it's fabulous heather is it <laughs> what have you been doing to
1: it it's easy to say that when I'm on radio.
0: Isn't
1: it? I, I actually, um, I do always keep colour at home because quite often I haven't got the time to spend in the salon. So I will do a little touch-up just in the front because as my old good grandfather used to say, a good soldier never looks behind. So I don't worry too much about the back. I just uh, work on the front and the hairline.
0: <laughs> um, do you think, they, I imagine a lot of people are going to be embarrassed when they go into the salon for the first time, you know, having coloured their own hair or cut their fringe? Should they be embarrassed?
1: Absolutely not. We love our clients and we're not going to judge them. We want to welcome them back with open arms and we'll fix up whatever they've done. Even do strand testing to check it it actually can be fixed and it won't compromise the hair when they come in. Oh, my gosh. Not to be embarrassed.
0: So you're bracing for the worst there if you're doing that then, aren't you? (laughs)